everybody. What's up? Welcome to episode number 22 of Tactical Crouch, the show where we talk about a ton of competitive Overwatch stuff. And every time you can guarantee that 75% of us know what we're talking about. And this week is no different. We have head coach of the LA Gladiator, or the, sorry, Gladiators Legion, made. He's also to what? So second wind, right? Um, was before before Gladiators Legion. And then it was... Help me out. How many you've been you've been in three different regions, EU, NA and AU and Australia. Yeah. So you've you've been around the block, three different contenders regions, head coaching. Uh congratulations on that by the way on the new gig with Gladiators Legion. And yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, so uh, you mentioned uh, at the start there that it's 75% of people knowing what they're talking about. I am the other 25%. You're, you're I would not. like to know. No. I have no idea what I'm Please. I've heard, I've already, see, your your reputation has uh, preceded you a little bit. And we also just only let big, big brains on the show. See, like, now it all makes sense. Like, by made admitting that, it makes perfect sense why he was only now able to get a job in Contenders uh, NA, because everyone pretends to know what they're talking about there. And the fewest do. So, I see it, you, you, should, you should have started pretending way earlier, mate. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just more honest than most. Yeah. So I do need to ask you right away, before we even get into anything else, mate, I need to know. You've, you've coached in three different regions. Which one was the most difficult to coach in? Okay, so um, I'd have to say Europe, just for the singular reason that I decided to join an all-Danish language, and I still speak zero words of Danish. I did not understand what was going on. Um, they could speak English, but they didn't speak English. It was very difficult. That would make it... I see why that would make it hard. We can barely... Yiska normally speaks mostly English on the show, and we still have a hard time understanding it. So, by the way, uh, Yiska, what's our word for the day today? Kata. What's that? Hangover. <laughs> I knew it. So it's it's kata. <laughs> yeah, it's hilariously the same as a male cat. I don't know why that established in the German language, but uh, somehow it did. That. How did like how does that happen in a language? To know how do you get two words that mean obviously different? Is it like a reference to a male cat to somehow, or is it just like two words, same thing, spelled the same way? Yeah, just mean totally different. I feel things. like English yeah. has a very similar analogy that I won't recite on broadcast, but could be uh could be could be used very uh, interchangeably. Two words that don't mean anything even close uh type it to me because i i don't know what you're talking about um, yeah this is spicy exciting right spicy thanks for not saying it on the show though all right so yiska I, I understand that you're hungover for this episode yeah just he's just leaning back got his feet up a little toast like a little space heater by his feet <laughs> i wish wait what, what is it oh yeah, yeah, we've we've got some words that don't really make much sense on why they're called what they are, and you know, yeah, I have to check English on a different screen, so this is hard for me. 
I wouldn't say it's completely accurate, but I guess. What what are we talking about, Chad? Oh, I see. Yeah, you guess. I see. You guess. I see. Yeah, let your, let your imaginations is, run wild. The word is and exactly. Yeah, fill in the blanks for a chance to win a hundred dollars gift card from our sponsor. Uh, butts. <laughs> but mate, what's what's a fun Australian word? I understand that you have some slang there. Or some it's like they word. speak a completely different language, you know, oh, what, what what's the language you guys speak in the the weird Australian? It's like some sort of snake dialect or some sort of deadly spider venom lingo. These All right, English so, okay, let, let's start with a slang for drunk. It's called munted. If you get munted, you're drunk. Munted? <laughs> yeah, munted. I stand corrected. That's fucking hilarious. Munted? <laughs> See, my brain connects immediately to manatee for some reason. Not manatee. Ooh. Manatee. Tying it back. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do Overwatch here, don't we? That's what this show is about. Oh, this isn't a drinking podcast? Oh, darn. No. Uh, no. Thank no God. drinking for me, ever. Yeah, ever. you probably should quit. Thank, yeah. thank God. Let's start by... Uh, Joe, I want to I want to ask you a little bit because you had some questions for me uh, specifically about Gladiators Legion, and they were pretty good. We we let we'll let you ask them on the show. <laughs> oh, well, they, mucho yeah. appreciado, uh, made you know coming in coming in hot with the uh, the I'd say pretty pretty excitable roster. Um, I know I'm slightly biased, but before we get to to my to my favorite pickup this off season for contenders, you know, how did, uh, how did this roster come together? How much of this was, uh, your doing or was the collective, the coaching staff, um, you know, uh, could you, could you walk us through the, the thought process of, uh, building the gladiators legion roster? Oh, okay. So at the start, um, me and my co, um, co coach, uh, Raptors who uh, shout out to Raptors. He's incredibly big brained. He's the nicest person. Um, but yeah, we sat down and we went, um, what, what roster would make Volumeo the happier? So we, we immediately made an offer for water, uh, knowing that it would make him happy. Um, no, it, it, it was a lot of work between me, Raptors, and um, VL coach John Gold, who made a lot of suggestions mm. to have, like looked at there. But um, ultimately, uh, we found a bunch of people that we really, really liked, and we got them, I guess. That's, you know, that's that's one way to build a roster. Um, when you guys did look at water, was it um, was it is. I, I wouldn't say love at first sight, because, again, you know, we've talked, you know, privately and, you know, he is kind of like locked in brick jail at the moment. But um, this is a big pickup that I've been kind of uh, screeching about on my small, tiny little soapbox that I think he, you know, is, is incredibly flexible and should be at least in contenders, let alone probably could make a, a, a great flex player and all. But, you know, do uh, is the hype real? You know, I, I can speak for myself. I, I, I think I'm pretty confident saying that this this kid's pretty sick, but you, you've seen him so far. You know, again, I think he's probably playing with some sort of ping because I don't think he, yeah, he, he's still playing from Korea. Um, me, Luddy and uh, Water are still not in the team house, just, just waiting for, uh, you know, the official process before we can get 
So he he's suffering a little bit at the moment. He gets up early for scrims. He's uh he's on high ping. So he's doing a smash up job there. So hmm. what about? So I do want to ask you a little bit because you're stepping in. You're filling in some shoes here. Obviously, academy teams overall in kind of the tier two scene of Overwatch. I think by design are kind of meant to be the second best teams in competitive Overwatch besides. Uh, Overwatch League teams. And um, in this case, the Gladiators Legion have struggled a little bit. They've been, um, you know, fifth through eighth or ninth and tenth through the last three seasons. I mean, is this a team, like, how how high do you think that this team can go? Is this a team that you think is going to contend a, a playoff spot, win it all in Contenders NA? Well, okay. So I'd like to know if we have uh, competing curses. Uh, with our team, so I'm cursed to always get third slash fourth. Uh, Lottie is cursed to get uh, second, and Gladiators Legion is cursed to always get fifth to eighth. So we'll have to see which curse comes out on top. But um, no, I'm I'm very <laughs> That's very not very reassuring at all. <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm very certain that we're going to do well this season. I think I think we've got a very good roster here. Um. Definitely sort of, like, built for the long term, but definitely has, like, a lot of, like, bang for its buck this season as well. Uh, Water, especially, like, once he gets DNA, is going to be explosive. The man is insane on our DPS. Uh, our first grim with him, um, he didn't really understand what we wanted exactly before we sit in sort of, like, a communication standard. Um, and he went Genji in goats and then uh, proceeded to uh, kill three to four things of fight. So the man is just nuts on Genji. So can you I... Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Can I ask? Because okay. So if you can't answer the following question, just remain anyway. quiet. We will have an awkward moment on my behalf. And then we will move on at some point. But um can we know if uh Watcher is a two-way? Um, I don't believe he is a two-way. Okay. Okay. Hey, we're we're getting into the states first, you know. That's that's the that's the yeah, first. That's, that's the first thing. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he is at some point. He's a very exciting player. Is there going to be I a mean, timeline to get to getting those players back over? Uh not sure. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, <laughs> we we know based on sideshows, little adventure that this can vary very much. Oh, and, like it is actually hilarious in Sacho's case. I think they pretty much the, like there's the situation towards the officer that looked this up must have been nearly identical for Bren and Sideshow, and yet Sideshow is not in LA while Bren is right now. I don't know who was the unreasonable officer in in terms of the application that was filed, but I'm pretty sure uh, Blizzard has good uh, uh, lawyers in that regard. So. Yeah, sometimes you're just screwed over by the system, I suppose. Sometimes yeah, it's it, just um, unlucky. I'd say as a general thing for the US, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the US visa <laughs> process is uh, very tricky and fraught with danger, um, as Sideshow found out. Yeah, yeah, it is. But America is a great country, isn't it, mate? Just, just for the for the office. Yeah. Yo, the food is good, though. Food is good. Um, I don't I, even know if I agree with that food comment. I mean, the last time I went to America, the burgers were disgusting. 
it just reminds me of what Christopher said about Here we go. how the hot dog game in the States is on point. And I'm like, you, you, you come to the States and you're 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 raving about hot dogs of, of all things like anything like LA has great food, but we're going for for hot dogs like nothing nothing like multicultural that you might not be able to get like in England or like not, nothing hot dogs hot dogs do you think they have hot dogs in England like regularly probably not but oh. like okay there you go mm. but to be fair. There's a you very different like, IKEA here. Just like burgers, right? You have the dollar burger from McDonald's, and then you have, uh, you know, thirty dollar burgers. It's there's a big span. In I burgers. mean, you can I mean, elevate a burger. You can elevate a burger to a level, and same with hot dogs. There's a place in Denver called Biker Gyms that is like the most amazing hot dogs. It's like elk jalapeno cheddar alaskan reindeer hot dogs and it's the best it's what got me through college that that's the the beauty of socialism everything is within 10 percent that like the affordable stuff is within 10 percent of the top performers so like i i'm like the idea yeah, just of a bunch of mediocre spending... stuff i get it yeah <laughs> no, no no like actually cultural food that developed over a history longer than mer 250 Yes. We're getting Oh, oh you mean like uncooked pork on a bun? For instance? With onions? That already beats How cultural, yes. You're, you're, you're right, yes, guy. How fantastically cultural of you to take uncooked meat, uncooked pork to be specific, and put it on a bun and eat it. You know, an incredible dog. That sounds actually delicious. See, I don't. Th I I I think that's like such a giant leap from any kind of cuisine that that like people from the states would eat. I think they'd be completely shut off the idea of just taking uncooked pork. And Dude, it's it it's just bread sushi with pork. <laughs> think of that, <laughs> right? Yes, this is the, and I've this heard is the good part things. Of, this, but... this is the part of the episode where I need to apologize to the viewer and the listener. <laughs> you didn't sign up for this. You, you, yes, you did. You signed up for a competitive Overwatch podcast. You're like, you know what? This show's been good. They've had 22 amazing episodes with 22 almost amazing guests. Sometimes it just gets away from you. And that's yeah. the best part. Sometimes yeah, I'm, I'm here to break that uh, streak. <laughs> you and your scuffed dog picture. Oh jeez. Yeah. There's even even our like yeah definitely not our our best teaser pick either. This see, I think this time around. See like the 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 meal that Joe describes like the the meat or the raw meat on a bun with onions is sort of like soul, isn't it? Like they're super raw. It seems like it's not done. There could be more. And then someone's cutting onions cons consistently, right? But but somehow it... this turns out to be good, though, right? At the end of the day, it, okay, it all so seems I guess, terrible, I guess... but it, it's good at the end, right? No, Is that what you're no. telling me? Okay, Is there so... light at the end of the tunnel for me? No, no you just convinced you? me my analogy just, was fucking terrible. Can I just terrible. remove you from the... <laughs> call can i just ban you from is there, life is there a way to just remove you there isn't okay so okay, that's so not gonna overwatch, happen by the way overwatch <laughs> by the way so let's talk about there's one more addition to the gladiators legion roster that i think was 
surprising to say the least. And I was bringing XQC back in. So obviously XQC comes with about 40,000 headlines from just his Twitch streams, as well as Overwatch League season one with the Dallas Fuel. What did that uh, decision process look like to bring XQC back after what uh, you've kind of seen from him in season one? And again, really played well. Like it's definitely, I don't think it was ever a conversation about, is he good at Overwatch? But there's definitely, I think, a level of uh, worry if if I'm a coach or I'm a team manager over a player who has uh, kind of a controversial history in competitive Overwatch. So um, I, I definitely feel, feel that like XUC is um, an explosive player who definitely deserves like another chance. And I think he was a very good pickup um, in case Banker does get called up to Al. Um, he, he was definitely someone where it was like, we want his experience. Um, we want his gameplay. He's done very well for himself. So he, he, he just like fitted in perfectly with what we wanted. Yeah. I honestly think, like I always thought, like even when he was at Dallas, I was one who advocated for uh, him to get a second chance. Um, and I think it was never really about his qualities as a player. So, I mean, obviously, okay, let's let's call a spade a spade. It's unlikely that it's going ever going to happen, even um, because okay, what it was the purpose of an academy team realistically to pro- promote people to Owl or to, um, to sell them to other teams, right? So. This doesn't seem to be in the cards in terms of just career, what it would make sense for XQC. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Panker, as a, he, he certainly is a starting main tank, right? Panker, that is. Yeah, I think I think Panker. Um, I definitely have sort of like a lot of faith in Panker. Um, XQC is like ultimately just there to like fill something if Panker is pulled up. Um, to our uh, so yeah, yeah. All right, we'll we'll give that one a pass. I do want to talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, the chicken contendies here, Joe? Yeah, we kind of wanted to talk about right. you know this 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 first win for for Gladiators Legion. This is your first win with your your new team. Is this how you wanted things to go? Um, obviously, dropping um, one map. It's it's not definitely not not terrible, but uh, you know, were you, were you trying to go for the four zero sweep or you know what what could have gone better in your eyes? Um, I, I think it was just a little like a lot of like new roster nerves. Um, them forcing us to east wasn't exactly uh, conducive to water having a great time. Mm-hmm. Definitely trying to connect to a server halfway across the world. Uh, it's a little bit infuriating at times. But um, no, chicken containers Wait, were much better we fought. Did, didn't you roast Dream today for like supposedly putting it on ping, and now you're having to go at that? Look, I am a massive hypocrite. Just justice for dream. <laughs> I am a massive hypocrite. That's the new uh, show title, by the way. Here we go. Nice. I just wanted to to get you back for dream's sake. I mean, I mean, to be fair, you, continue. You, you bring up dream, but you know, that's that's who Legion plays next week is. Yeah, I didn't know that. I think I might use this as the platform to talk a lot. If you want to talk a little shit, yes, let's go. 
Dig in. Let's go. All I'm going to say is that Gladiators Legion would not lose 4-0 to our uprising. Um, in fact, we will win 4-0, and we do plan to win 4-0 um, against uh, Montreal uh, in the coming just because we're better players. <laughs> Across the board, everyone on Gladiators is better than Montreal. So it's not because of you or a matchup between coaches. It's just the players. I mean, it is partly due to me. Like, my brain is galaxy-sized. Um, I will cross stream uh, with it. I want to get him on here right now. I want to get him in here. What's, what, I'm sorry, we're getting a, a, a caller. Uh, John, can you put him on the line? It's, it's Dream from the, the top ropes coming in from the, from the outside. Oh, man, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? May, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Let, I mean, should we talk about Academy teams? I, I did want to ask okay, Maid, um, one thing about second win. Did you actually have a lot to do with uh, the replacement or, or your replacement for that team? Um, I think his name is Flubby. I, I think I remember. Um, so, um, okay. You mentioned something about him on Twitter. This is, this is where I get a, like, a little bit emotional when I get all so, uh, soppy and sappy, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, Flubby was my uh, co-coach, assistant coach last season. And the man is amazing. He's really good at what he does. And um, I have complete and utter faith that he can lead second win to an upper-style uh, season where uh, everyone gets poached uh, and then uh, they have to rebuild completely afterwards. Yeah, no, he's 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 very good. Are you looking forward to be one of the poachers this time? Um, no, I'm pretty happy with my roster at the moment. Uh, that fried fellow though, uh, might need to uh, get rid of him. Does <laughs> <laughs> that so, satisfy? <laughs> one thing that I want to ask is. Okay, so how long have you been with um, with Gladys now? Also behind the scenes, how long have you had time with the well, with the team I was, now? I was officially announced um, about three days ago, but I've been with them for basically a month. Okay, yeah, I guess it's a little early to ask, but I guess early impressions as to like I say, okay, so I always heard that okay, the the you know the unsponsored guys that are not making money. They always just saying, okay, it's very hard without support. And I definitely agree that, that that is a thing. But I think what a lot of them underestimate is all the shebang that comes with being in an academy team. Is this something that you want to point out? Is like that you didn't think was as much work or like, for instance, like just like media stuff or all the, the paperwork things or is there anything like a, a part of your workload that you just didn't have to do in Second Wind? I mean, there's definitely, like, a lot of paperwork that I didn't have to do on Second Wind because I didn't have to do any kind of paperwork on Second Wind. Um, uh, I, I definitely think here, like, it, I, I'd still say it's, like, easier just because, like, I do have, like, a very good support team. Um, also, like, the managers and the staff of Gladiators are top-notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there... Um like PR stuff that uh, will slowly get introduced into your work schedule or, or even like, ha um, have they talked to you about um, like uh, PR classes or something like this? I've already done a bunch of PR stuff. So um, I'm, I'm up to date on like what words I can't say, what words I can say. I'm also probably going to get murdered for doing this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the, it, was a fun, it was a fun week and a half, though, as head coach of the Gladiators Legion while you yeah, well last um, right? Pretty sure my body is going to be found in an alleyway. Uh, to be fair, I think this counts as shoulder content, and we know how much the Gladiators value that. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> That was such a soundball, dog. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, I'm so, just I'm so glad that you're, you're laughing at your own joke. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I am the person that entertains myself the best on a regular basis. <laughs> uh. I've lost all control. <laughs> why, why am I here? Like, what, what do I bring to this? podcast i don't know you guys you guys figure it out all right um on the topic of academy teams um what's your view on how some of them are built so for instance right we take like the british hurricane and how they're uh, an entire team of western players um trying to feed into the system as a whole and not specifically into their team where you guys actually, you know, have a mixed roster as your kind of, a you know, you know, overwatch league franchise roster. Um, and you, you could see some players kind of rotate up. Um, do you think that, you know, what's your kind of take on that? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? And um, do you think that they're using Academy, their, their Academy slots correctly? Um, I, I feel like each team has sort of like a different vision for their academy team, so it's hard to make sort of like a blank, uh, blank, sorry, blanket statement. There we go. Sorry, third time is the charm. Um, blanket statement on uh, what better. Um, I definitely think that, uh, sorry, the Spitfire, like whatever they call it there, London Academy, whatever they call I can't remember the name of the team. Um, sorry about that. Hurricane, yeah. Sorry, Nuki. Uh, the Hurricane, um, I think they've definitely done well in sort of like, even though they can't obviously move up their players to our team because of like language barriers, they're still able to like sell their players off at the end of the season, mid-season, sure. whatever, and make a fair amount of money that way. So I think like in, in that sense, like it, it works for them. Do you think that there is any kind of um, like intrinsic value of having currently at least um a western based franchise so that you can use your your academy team as scrim partners or warm up you know practice you know i think uh, the fuel and envy apparently have um a pretty good relationship and work uh regularly if, if i'm uh, to understand this correctly um you know work regularly with one another um to try and you know use the academy team to kind of just be this uh, facilitator for a lot of you know either niche strategies or some you know uh set plays that you know Dallas wants to kind of work on. Is that something that you think should be explored more in the future? Is that something that you think, you know, Western franchises have just kind of an, an edge up on some of the, the Eastern uh, slots is, you know, what's your kind of take on that? Um, I, I definitely think it's like an ideal, like having a Western team in America where you can obviously scrim um, with our kind of part is very good. Having said that, I don't think, many academy teams use sorry many our teams use their academy teams to that extent um at least yet so i definitely think there's a um load of improvement that can be made there i think honestly like even for some academy teams like that's just not their focus use it differently and there's like a few different like there's obviously like a bunch of different ways to use your academy team sure, sure. obviously we talked about like how spitfire i mean sorry london yeah the academy team for london is um different hurricane yeah 
sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's 7 a.m. True. That's actually true. It's 7 a.m. or something, or almost 8 a.m. for you, right? Yeah, if if I'm not gonna get murdered by Borland, I'm gonna get murdered by Nuki. It's gonna be one of those. <laughs> What's that team's name again? Hmm. Yeah. Can't remember. That that has been a consistent issue for you, right? Like the sleeping schedule stuff, especially for second wind, like we know like gamer culture is already not exactly standing up at 8 a.m. Um, but like I, I imagine then if you have West Coasters or whatever, like this delays it that you have to stand up at ridiculous hours in Australia, right? Um, well, you see, I'm actually the anti-gamer. Um, I do wake up at 5 a.m. I do go to sleep at 9 p.m. Um, I've never I've never seen midnight. Um, I'm incredibly old, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so I was about to say, is, is an anti-gamer just an 80-year-old man? Are you just <laughs> outing yourself as some sort of, you know, elderly person? Yeah, I am ancient. Um, I've seen it. <laughs> ancient well. galaxy brain, you know, you have this yeah. long, wispy, gray beard, and you're some sort of Shaolin monk from the... I don't know where I'm going with this. Yes, guess what, me. At what time is Owl on for you guys? Um, it starts about 11 a.m. actually, or 6 a.m., depending on the day, depending on how much they like the Europeans. That's very good. Oh, man. Like, just for esports life, I think uh, if you want to be a regular adult with, like, uh, normal work hours, so to speak, it, like, living in Australia sounds pretty good. That seems to be, like, the time zone that offsets all the awkwardness of you know normal gamers staying up till 3 to 5 a.m and then also sleeping yeah in. definitely I, I i definitely like being like i definitely love being able to get up at sort of like 8 a.m being able to log on and just like start work then um there's definitely sort of like that upside to doing sort of like a nine to five job basically because of time zone time zones uh yeah yeah oh so. you guys waiting for me or you yeah. came back and it sort of felt like maybe no no, no. Maybe came back to... i fixed the uh streaming issue what oh, was wrong with it oh i just cut the bit rate in half so oh i think it might be a bandwidth issue because now your camera here in discord is also much less pixelated i'll look into that see your dog on the tablet again Choge. Get off Hearthstone. Dogs can't play Hearthstone. It's too easy. They play magic. Oh, my bad. Speed chess. They play 4D the chess. Game. <laughs> <laughs> that happens when... <laughs> oh, my. His head is big huge. For, for all the audio wow. listeners, there's a giant St. Bernard? Bernie's I don't actually know. Dog. Whatever he said on, on John's lap right now and getting all the love. And he looks very bashful and, and quite cute. Very cute. Yeah. yeah. Very wholesome. Looks like you would eat my dog. <laughs> he might eat me, dude. This is, this is why you subscribe, by the way. You feed that poor boy. <laughs> well, See, not poor, but... He, he doesn't look appreciative at all. He's just like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is your task. Just, just do it. Come on. 
and then he goes off. You don't bring like, the dog into the interview. Just like have him up here, um, get rid of key pod, keep tripod, have a dog do some of the interview questions. I I used to have Choji a Choji cam. Host. I used to have a Choji <laughs> cam for my streams, and no joke, my viewer count was like doubled and tripled. And then once I brought Joe onto the stream, ah, Choji also, was proud of me. Who's also like a, just a nice. Uh, Big old bashful Bernie's Mountain Dog. Yeah, we about doubled it again. So, okay, so Overwatch, by the way, um, <laughs> your transitions are spot on, dude. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so of course this season is going to see one of those big changes to the contenders um, circuit with what, what's it called the the mid season thing. Is it called mid-season? Because there's two two big events, right? After yeah. uh, the the first season of Contenders and then the second season, right? And the first season determines the amount of slots a region has. Is that what it does, or is that just me wishful thinking? Um, <laughs> do you know that you, you probably just know that you want to get in there, right? Yeah, um, I should know, um, but I don't. I think it's like um, after the season, it's top three teams in, in A plus one from South America plus one from Europe or two from Europe. I'm not entirely. Yeah. So, um, do you think that is valuable experience? So, for, for, okay, we had this discussion a lot. For instance, with Contenders Korea now, and they've uh, had to shed some uh, offline play. Do you think? The experience at LAN, and then that twice. Now that's twice the case a year for uh, for your players potentially if they make it. Do you think that will significantly uh, impact their chances positively? Of course, to be picked um, up for a while. I I definitely think that having a LAN experience and playing on LAN is one of the most important things you can have. Um, I was kind of sad to see that sort of like Korea land experience go because I think it was a very important thing and sort of like shaping these players up for our um I definitely think like I, the, the approach Blizzard should have taken or should have been to give this to every region land um I think taking land away from them was definitely like the wrong way to look at it that was going to be my but, question uh, yeah. is how important do you like what what does that say uh for you when Blizzard is obviously going the other way and they're taking away lands and even taking away like uh, English broadcasts, which is like more of a spectator type thing. But between... watch me, watch me, watch me. This is my, the episode of Bodyguard where I just say, "Don't answer that, mate." No, I'm just going to jump in front of this question because, of course, you're, you you could be in a position where you have an incriminating response to this. So while I take the first bullet, the second shot you just have to evade, please, and then. You know, curve around the PR answer here. Um, okay, so I, 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 I don't know. Like at the end of the day, like Blizzard has their reasons for doing what they do, and um, it may might not make apparent sense to me at the moment, but there's definitely like good reasoning there. And at the end of the day, I think that Blizzard has like the best interests of Tier Two, Tier Three, Tier One at um, heart, and we just have to follow what they. Got it. Dodged. Very, very, very Nailed well dodged. It. Well played. Well done, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> See, Blizzard, we're not so bad. Yeah. 
Jeez. I mean, I, I think people have sort of like this preconception that Blizzard are out to hurt people, and I don't, I don't think they are. I think they really want you to help. It's just like we don't get the big picture sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's there's a lot of factors, right? We get very like we get very keyhole insights into the big picture um, ourselves. Like we see the big picture from our side, which is you know very different. Ooh. Yes. I'm going to post it in here. You might be able to bring it up. Uh, so forget that. <laughs> should, should I? Okay, so earlier, we, we, had, we had the butting of heads, right? So we had Dream on last week. We had Made on this week. And uh, well, we have Made on this week. And you know, made 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 took a little time to talk a little about uh, Montreal, which I I really appreciate it. And so I I I, I sent a message to Dream, like, hey, do you want to do a drop in on the show right now and and get a little rowdy? And he said we said he can't. He's actually in the airport, but he did tweet, sorry, but if you want to chat, if you want to chat about that and seem tough, you can't be afraid of a webcam made. I mean, unfortunately, unlike Dream, um, when I do talk shit, I do back it up and I don't lose 4-0. <laughs> Here we go. I, I feel like you're leaning a little hard on, on the recent match score. I'm, I'm going to have to I don't think so. One match. I don't I'm think gonna so. I love it. A little say, bit more. All I'm going to say is that, you know, a certain coach for a certain team did say he was going to win and did say he was going and did talk a lot of shit towards my good friend Iosox. So, so conversely, if if Montreal, okay, so do we say 4-0 or do we say just beat you? Okay, if Montreal beats you, then you need to make a video apologizing to Dream, but like straight up Korean style, like you have to like bow and and you know graciously apologize. As Maybe we can buck. I don't think that's capable. I don't think that's capable of beating anyone. I'm afraid. Oh, you, you know you can't ship yourself in a carton that you then don't leave for the next six months so nobody Dream, can see you, right? Dream just said in chat, easy to talk when you play Harblue week one. <laughs> oh. I mean, all I'm saying is that he played asking and he lost to asking Zarya. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pretty easy to talk uh, talk shit when you know he's accusing me of you know playing Harblue, who's actually a better Zarya than Ask. Harblue is a better Zarya than Asking. All right. I want to know what Joe thinks. So get Asking in here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is just a in. giant round bring table. Get IO Stucks in here too. Let's yeah, just get IO Stucks in here. We'll get the whole thing right now. Uh, Someone Nate post this to Reddit so that Iostux can respond in 0.3 seconds. You were actually um, messaging him. Oh my god. Crouch <laughs> on asking Zarya. Are those you, you know, are, I, are those I thought you were going to Oh, <laughs> calling. Um, I would I would like to note just to break the illusion for a second that um. I love Iostox and I love dreams. This is all meant to be in uh, the best of spirit, but we are going to crush them for There it is. We are gonna crush it, them it's going to be a fun part. 
Oh, so now, so now we're just transitioning from not only bashing Montreal, but we're also bashing Boston. Is is that right, mate? Yeah. Um, the only right. uprising uh, Boston are going to do is against uh, Montreal. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now, now, now we're we're bashing on behalf of somebody else. All right, I like I like this this cyclical yeah. uh, roundtable. Wow. Realistically, how? Who, okay, so. For the people who don't know, um, Contenders NA was split into two divisions, and um, I think it was random. There was no pre-assignment, right, of some of the teams based on, on the location, right? Was it completely random? Um, it was the the two top teams from last season each got a group, and um, they each got to choose uh, sort of like you know, who they wanted, and yeah, from there we go. So I sucks get back to me. And <laughs> he said every Zarya and contenders is shit. Asking is just a little less shit than the rest. Uh, I don't I don't think that one's true. Um unfortunately Mira uh isn't in contenders anymore, or at least not this contender. So uh he might be a little bit more truthful. But no, uh he's he's definitely wrong. I mean, that's good enough for me for a show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what topic were you on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the division between the uh, two, um, two regions. So, of course, you're in a group with... Don't let me lie. Du, du, du. I have it open. Yeah, do you have? in with, uh, obviously, Gladiators Legion, plays Uprising Academy, Re Montreal Rebellion, Fusion University, uh, Mayhem Academy, Second Wind, Chicken Contendies, and Bermuda, who are a trials team. So I assume Fooney is always going to be like one of the favorites. I you think say that. You say that, and maybe Maid can chime in here, but they actually were taken to game five against Second Wind. If I if I'm I mean, remembering my, my game. The second win's always gonna be a massive powerhouse. They have the best talent, they have the most beautiful players. Flubby does have a brain a bigger than a galaxy. It is in um yeah, I just I can see second win coming pretty high in the rankings there. But probably but taking course. out Montreal as well. Oh <laughs> <laughs> But but who's who's like who's going to be the team to beat? Who who goes to uh playoffs between it, it's uh, top six so it, it's the oh, two okay. teams you don't make it which unfortunately are going to be montreal and bermuda <laughs> okay that would be something wouldn't it no realistically that's for, i mean of course shit talking aside but i think that's quite unlikely to happen at least looking at the roster but yeah it's this group is actually would you say that your group is way more stacked than the other yeah, it has a lot of harder opponents. Um, uh, sort of like accepting sort of like Montreal, like every other team in the group is quite scary. They would all be top four in the other. Um, the other group are big noobs. Um, except Envy. Envy are very little noobs. I mean, Exile Two Academy probably isn't that bad considering that half of them are your former team, right? They yeah, but about about already. Players. Okay, so the, the two best players on uh, Second Wind were Fried, and I understand talent, so I picked up Fried and Mira, um, who has uh, been exiled back to Latvia, um, never to return. But uh, everyone on Exile 2 are big noobs, um, especially Haku, just a humongous noob. Mm. 
<laughs> so I, we we do have a uh, a friend of the show in in our chat right now, Vowels, who is I believe well, uh, an assistant coach. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. We'll, we'll acquaintance say acquaintance of the show. Um, that is uh, coaching in your the opposite group. Uh, do you do you have any any uh, any any faith or any words for uh, NA um, West for uh, your boys at Square One? Look, all I'm gonna say, Val, is um, if if you lose to some of the teams in your group, um, I will disown you. I will block you on Twitter and Discord. Have good luck. Have fun. There are real stakes. <laughs> Already did that, by the way. Let's pull up the schedule. Let's see when Square One plays Envy tomorrow, mm. the third match of the day. So you know, we we might get uh, a verbal spanking on Twitter. Um, look, all I'm going to say is that I'm pretty sure Envy are going to uh, roll over them like proverbial steamroller over a small puppy. It's going to be grim. Is a steamroller proverbial? Well, I, I, mean, I certainly hope you wouldn't be taking a steamroller to a puppy. Hmm. It's proverbial. I don't think anyone on Envy actually does own a steamroller. Well, yeah, probably not, to be fair. Most, most pro gamers can't that's, do their own laundry. I actually think that that's my best question from the whole podcast, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, like, I know you discussed this uh, before, but what is your take? Okay, so, of course, Blizzard has said they want to have the patches pretty much aligned to the ladder. Contenders would probably be the... the Proving grounds for new patches before they go live in Owl because we can't expect them to go live as the stage goes on. So I, we could theoretically expect contenders to be more adaptive to this. What is your feeling? What would be the best timing to introduce a content patch? Is it like mid-season? Is it uh, between playoffs and regular season? Or what's your take on that? Um, so, okay, so, like, my my response and, like, the way I look at it is very sort of, like, particular to this. I am a coach, like, I am involved in the competition itself. I'm not necessarily a viewer, and I'm not looking at it for entertainment in that sense. But I definitely think having a consistent patch through both the regular season and playoffs is very important. So I, I think it makes, like... So, like, if it, say we put, like, the patch in for, like, mid-season and you play us the, like, very, very good GOATS team in the first week and then immediately switches over to dive, like, week four and you play, like, another team plays that you know, same team in week seven when they're really, really, really bad at dive, like, suddenly you have a situation where the games are unfair and it doesn't make sense and, like, you're, be you're being slaughtered by, like, a patch. Well, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you would have had sort of, like, this consistent experience. So, like, I definitely think, like, having the consistent experience throughout both, like, the regular season and the playoffs is, like, important. Obviously, for sort of, like, from a viewer's perspective, um, you do want to see sort of, like, something closer to what you're playing in-game. Um, a lot of viewers do want to get off GOAT. So, like, I do understand that. But um, from my perspective, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see. Also, sort of, like... Um... Sideshow did a Q&A recently, and he was asked where, how much he enjoys GOATS and how he would rank it in a, uh, in, a, um, in a list of metas that we've had. And apparently, I think he counted 11 different metas, and he, he put GOATS up four uh, at his fourth place of the like, top to bottom 
that he enjoys the most. Um, what's your take on goats? Do you generally like the meta, or would you rather um, also get rid of it? So, okay, so like, let's preface this was saying, like, my favorite meta of all time is Dive. I very much miss sort of like 2017, like you know, 2018 Dive. It was amazing. Um, having said that, like I've really come to love goats. I really come to like love like the intricacies and sort of like little things that make like you know, the best team so much better, and like all the stuff that goes into like making it good. And I don't think a lot of people appreciate goats like that. They don't see the little stuff. So um, I definitely think I probably agree with Sideshow. Hmm. Something that Sideshow I think is all has uh, also kind of um pender coined is this notion that you know each meta kind of teaches us something um would you say that goats has been the kind of a biggest eye-opener in in terms of how nuanced overwatch can be would you say that you've you've kind of almost learned the most when playing through goats um i think i i think sort of like so goats came about at a time when I was sort of like really improving myself the most, I think. So I think I'd agree that sort of like um it, it it's it's the most nuanced I've seen Overwatch, but I don't think that's objectively true for everyone. Sure, of course. That's fair. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's a an interesting situation because I feel like most people that spend a lot of time with the game also thinking through the the motions generally enjoy goats and it's also for the fact i wonder how the things that we learned from goats would transform for instance dive mm -hmm. is there any of the concepts that you would think for instance let's say cooldown management not just ultimate management and then also how you invest ults to get your other ults up quicker or um i guess something about tempo and how you take fights do you think there are concepts that we can take from goats and would for instance be able to be transitioned into comps like dive or like pick or something like this um i think to some extent yes i don't think anything um like blatant but sort of like a lot of like the ideas of like the tempo um obviously like rotations etc etc all stuff you can take into dive um but i think those arm concepts like uh existed before um goats came about i just wasn't as good as recognizing them then <laughs> I, I know we, we usually don't talk about uh, subs, but uh, Mate just gift Dream a tier 1 sub, and I noticed you spend a lot of cash on just memes, basically, every month. Like, didn't you, didn't you send 35 bucks to one of your players to adopt a goat or something? Yeah, I, I have brought Panker a goat. Um, it will be arriving at the Gladiators team house very shortly. Um, he has to look after it. It has to sleep in his room. Um, he's not happy about it, but um, it is he he also just bought Dream a gift a gift a sub to this channel. So yeah. you know, uh... um, <laughs> so. What were your biggest shenanigans in that regard? I think you did some before. I, I can't really um, recall the specifics, but I think you do that quite often, right? 
Um, not recently, just because I haven't had a lot of money. But um, uh, historically, uh, do have a history of Did uh, spending. Did you not make uh, a Fiverr video when you were on Second Wind, or was that IOStocks? I want to say it was either. Um, no, no, that was IOStocks. Um, I paid twenty dollars to have um a naked man sliding around the pool with the Second Wind logo. Uh, right. was general. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for what? Let me see if I can find it. I just love how nonchalantly he said that. It's a good video. I'm sure it is, but you, you say it like, you know, everybody so, in their spare time spends wait, $20 to pay a naked man. He swam around the pool. How do I imagine this? Uh, swam around the pool in the S shape of Second Wind, or? Let, let me get a few. Oh, found it, found it, found it. It's a good video. Penis was the S. You should put it up on the stream. Oh, I see. I will. Right. One second, chat. We're going to make this happen. Add. I know um, this one, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the music <laughs> choice. Is that TOS? Is Probably. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I don't even care. We're gonna do it. Uh yeah, this is happening. Uh... I can't stop watching, it's actually brilliant. <laughs> okay, here we go. I just killed somebody's ears. I apologize. <laughs> Rip that phone music. <laughs> Well, this has been a show, yeah, hasn't it? Oh, wow. So much for being a competitive Overwatch podcast. You know, sometimes we have the big brain episodes, and sometimes, you know, you just gotta let the let the hair down. and Just gotta see the butt cheeks. Just gotta see the butt cheeks. That was pretty, pretty big brain one way or the other. Jeez. I mean, if, yeah. if you want a big brain question made, um, I, I was kind of catching a little bit of uh, Korean contenders, and I believe uh, one of the teams, again, was kind of half asleep while watching it. But uh, on defense, I think one of the teams were using um, Sombra and Farah on Eichenwald Point A. Do you think uh, Farah specifically has a, has a place in the metagame currently, whether in Owl or in, in contenders? Um, I think it does. It's just, I think it's like slightly awkward. My my gut reaction would be that sort of like Farah and Sombra. Um, you can't. It it makes it harder to switch into goats. Obviously, sure. you have an old disadvantage. Um, I think goats is probably just better overall, at least on some of the contenders pat. Um, but I mean, all power to them making the game interesting playing DPS. I guess. Interesting. Interesting. Have we talked about Baptiste yet? We can. You want to? You want I to talk want about to. Baptiste? Oh, oh, uh. dude, this is this is okay. I'm preparing a uh, an article where I just ask um, coaches about what the next meta will be, like if Baptiste goes live with the PTR changes, because that is one thing. That blows my mind that people are just like, ah, oh, this seaward doesn't at all hot counter goats. So it's terrible. Like, okay, so why would you s look at that in the vacuum of 
the patch that he will never play in. It doesn't make sense. Like, evaluate him in the actual environment. It's like, oh, you know, uh, a white shark is actually not really adapted to, like, being a predator in the jungle. You no know, shit, bro. Of course not. It's, it's not what's happening. So, I guess we can talk, definitely talk about uh, Baptiste there, but in general, what do you expect to come after goats? What's, what's the next in line? Um, okay, so my thing is, I don't, I don't think Briggs actually been nerfed that hard. I, I, I could see goats as like a content being there, but I don't think Briggs. And I also think Baptiste is another like decent um, anti anti dive character just because of her sort of invulnerability thing. If it gives you just like that second or two more to deal with the dive composition, um, I don't I don't necessarily think Goats is dead, at least not completely. But I could see the game going back to sort of like a double sniper, um, Orisa kind of sort of like static composition. Very, very much about high, you know, holding high ground, bunkering down. Yeah, having and, having, uh, having said that, um, Baptiste sort of does allow you to like peek more aggressively now, um, with your widow, um, just because you can you, you can throw around your uh, what's gonna call it your uh, non die die robot thing, uh, and you know have your widow peek and your widow just can't die. But I mean. As long as she stays, you know, static, yeah. Yeah. Can I we call like it... More... Yeah. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's um, also sort of, like, as a thing, like, I haven't thought too deeply about this just because, like, I am focusing on... on exactly, yeah. My, my job isn't sort of um, theory craft what's coming. I need to keep my eyes on the present, need to make sure I uh, beat up. Noted team Montreal Rebellion for zero next week. Uh, hashtag uh, shield. Does the Legion not have their own hashtag? Um, I really want to make it hashtag sword and sandals, but I don't think so. I think we just use shields up. What's swollen saddles? Uh, sword and sandals. Oh, sword and sandals. Swollen <laughs> sandals. Swollen, swollen <laughs> saddles. <laughs> Um, I'd also accept like hashtag uh, crossing the Rubicon. A little bit more of a uh, different okay. reference, but yeah. When you the person that conceived of a better ha hashtag for fusion? I think so. <sighs> that was one of the people. I think I had a good one. Oh yeah, it was um up and Adam. Yeah. Been it's infinitely better better than I on the price. I think it might be trademarked by the Simpsons, so I'm not entirely sure. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What was the name of their baseball team? Because I think you're right. It was the uh, oh, yeah, well, Springfield it was, um, Isotopes. It was the Radioactive Man episode where they made the Radioactive Man. I think that was the same uh, movie in Springfield. And his catchphrase was up and at him. Mm. Sort of like um, McBain, sort of like Austrian accent, like up and at them. Oh, the, uh, what was his name? Rainier Wolfcastle? Yeah. Started watching, I have seasons one through 19 of The Simpsons. Like, on DVD. So, yeah. Less about me, more about Overwatch. All right, I get it, guys. Thanks. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> I do like so. the uh, the the chat. I think Lilac comes in and says, "You know, what? What? Why don't make your? Uh, why don't we make your hashtag hashtag We have water? You know, completely I mean, unbiased. Why not? Just gonna change the name of the academy to uh, Water as well. So what does that mean? Water, water and, and experience. Yeah. How does that work language wise? By the way, I know. Okay, so Water has some experience playing with a. Westerner and Kefri, I suppose, but mm -hmm. is that generally a problem? I'm, I'm proud to say that the experience didn't traumatize him too much. Um, he can speak a fair amount of English. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen on his Twitter that he actually tweets in English quite quite well. Yeah, his, his English is not stream in English as well? Just a little? Um, like, usually when he's actually talking? I think so. I can't remember, but he can know. speak English like um, a fair amount, and he's learning more every day. Like I'm so proud of, sort of like the the effort he's making to improve his English, and just like every scrim, it just gets. I mean, if, if there's something we don't he doesn't understand, um, Pank is there. Obviously, we have Gladiator stuff. You can also sort of like step in, but yeah, it's it's not too big of an issue. Hmm. Okay. Very nice. Can we end this show? Um, yeah, if you'd like. I, do you have any other questions or? Um, I mean, no, I just, I, I just yeah, want I the leash been... back. I just want the leash back, man. Yiska, oh, you're never allowed to drink on a Monday ever again. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen that often. I actually don't drink that much, but like sometimes you, it's, you, you know, just have to. once a year. Yeah, you, you get a mulligan. There, there are these um, these t tablets or nah, it's not. A, it's like um, talking about drinking and taking tablets. I don't know where this is yeah, going, yeah. but this is no, some TOS no, no, like, type stuff. No, 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 like, uh, I'm translating it wrong from the German words. It's basically like, you know, the things you put in water and then they fizzle up and whatever. What's it? Yeah, what that would be a tablet, my friend. Okay, that's a tablet. Okay. So, um, we, ha we recently got those that help with hangover and they actually helped a lot. I think huh? I would be absolutely destroyed if I ha hadn't taken those. So. Hmm. Science. You're always on something on this show. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The one episode he comes on, he's like, yeah, I'm on beta blockers, and now he's just perpetually oh. on some sort of drugs. See, like, yes. you make me sound way more cool than, you're always on something, some drug, like, just, like, having the... Like, what's, dude, what's the cool I'm taking drug, shit man. that my grandma took. <laughs> It's 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 terrible, dude. How's she doing? That, by like, the way, I went to. Uh, she's been dead for fifteen years or something. It's pretty grim. Don't say that, my God, man! <laughs> that was a took, dude. That was a past tense. Get the uh, fucking. <laughs> no. So, um, but uh, yeah. Like my cardiologist told me, there's th like I have a little wealth problem or whatever. It's it's fun. It's it's been great. 
being a 31 year old and a 60 year old body it's amazing <laughs> i'm not gonna release this podcast you definitely have to this is probably one of the best ones i'm I not guarantee i'm just not releasing it one. it's just not it's gonna be it's gonna be lost it's gonna be gone so, is it one of the our scuffed episodes like the one we did joe yeah, and it's they're the best. They're so fantastic, you know. So again, six. sometimes people you, are still asking about where's episode six. We'll release it for the Patreon that's soon to come. We'll have you know fun pictures of us and some sort of weird maid cosplay, you know, pun intended. Um, and and episode six. So you know, be on the lookout for that in the never. Yeah, I think I think future. the Overwatch League Daily has a Patreon. There you go. Can release it there. Go subscribe. Go uh, go donate however much just i don't know sub here just sub that here. too whatever do that just do that i don't know uh maid sorry for wasting your time <laughs> no it, it's been a pleasure um if if it was one way i was gonna uh ruin my career it would be uh saying things on this podcast amazing yeah. i want this to be the career ruiner podcast i think i really do you can already nice. see Joe and Yiska have already given up. I mean, oh, you're gosh. already banned for that video. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Nah, it was everything was covered. It was just butts. Yeah, it's just butts. <laughs> I, I don't know if Twitch is all all fine and dandy with the butts. I think we're all right. Oh Jesus! <laughs> see, dude, that's that, that is in the face. That is the. That is the Academy money, man. As there the it is. Academy. Yeah. <laughs> Made. It just gifted 10. Uh, you do realize that if you average out your salary over the last two years in Overwatch, then you will have to work at that same salary for the next 32 years in order to make minimum wage. You know that, right? Oh, uh, I am aware. Ah. <laughs> uh. Marvelous. All right. Well, this is the first time that a guest has paid us to be on the show. True. True. So we got to thank you for that. But because of that, you deserve a platform. Just basically, you get to say wherever you, whatever you want. Tell people to follow you. Tell people to cheer for Gladiators Legion or cheer against Montreal. I don't really care. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it, now you've got the floor made. It's all you. Um, Closing thoughts I, I, here. All right. Okay. In in all honesty, um, I really do respect all the other teams and contenders. I think they've all done a huge, amazing job of sort of getting there. And Cut I think now. they're all really good and they'll all just do better. I do enjoy banter, and this is all in good spirit, though. Um, I'm not really actually being mean to anyone, or that's not my intention. Um, if you do think I am, you can uh, come shit talk me on uh, Twitter at uh, Maid. I'm um, sorry, at made underscore ow um just like send a nasty comment to me there um i will not respond but you will make me cry (laughs) (laughs) there you go you heard it go follow him i don't know about you guys i really don't care about na contenders because as yiska said eu uh greater than na but i do now and i'm a gladiators legion super fan now so, you have that you going a, you, for you. You've indoctrinated one of them. 
You've, you, yeah. you, you converted one here today on this show. Joe, what do you got going on, man? What's going on this next week? Hmm. Um, let's see. I've got a couple articles coming out, um, kind of talking about, you know, week three of the Overwatch League and some of the fun narrative points there. Um, I am still in the process of uh, absolutely flaming uh, some of the Overwatch League rosters and uh, rebuilding them for my own selfish desires and, and you know, trying to, uh, you know, play architect a little bit. And, and and build a, a fun roster. I think we did that last year before season one, and uh, it was quite fun. So I, I figured I'd give it a go this season as well. Um, but other than that, uh, some analytical content on my YouTube. Um, I think every day I'm going to try and do a little bit, uh, you know, a point review or, you know, a match review or something. So uh, definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, definitely follow all these lovely people around me. All right, Yiska, what are you on? Besides beta blockers, uh, what else is going on with you? I also drank a coffee today. Some on coffee. Hey, what do you want? Cookie? Yeah. So, sometime, okay, I got a dope interview coming out probably tomorrow. And then sometime this week, I'm preparing to write an opinion piece on uh, the our our favorite uh, people in Overwatch League. Unironically, for some of them, less so for others. Uh, I'm going to talk about the role of a general manager in Overwatch and what that did to possibly the moral or philosophical fabric of uh, esports. And yeah, in general, I think I'll do a lot more interviews now just because it's it's sort of efficient to do. They still get pretty good hits and they also answer a lot of questions. Then, you know, kick off some of the ideas that you have when someone introduces something. For instance, I can already say Moth is the next one. And he gave me an answer to a concept I didn't think was possible. And that was fluid rosters. So not having six players that you want to start, but having fluid rotations. So that already is very interesting to me. Dope. What you doing, John? What's, what's up with you? Oh, I'm going to be recovering from this podcast for the next six days. So, um, yeah. Uh, as for me, I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore after this. I uh, got a haircut last week, so I don't have to do this this week. Uh, did a podcast. Nothing really new coming for me. going to try to do some streaming, though. Streaming some Apex. There you go. There you go. Been trying to play some Apex with Yiska. But her third mm. is always just a struggle bus. So, you know. I mean, you only, only want to land in one spot. And then none of us have the aim to back it up. And it's like, we got one kill on average every time we drop. Is that bunker or what's it called? You can drop two, sir. <laughs> it's just fun. You don't have the to games relinquish very... it every time here, Sasha, okay? The, Jeez. The, the games are so much more fun, so much more action-packed to die always as first blood and then respawn. I mean, dude. dude. Joe seriously has toxoplasmosis, dude. Like this guy does. Like his 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 fabric is basically aggression. He he's the fucking fraggy of Apex Legends. It's unreal. Take it. Dies just as much too. All right, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Uh, thank you all for hanging out. Thanks for all the subs made. Uh, yeah, thank you to our guest for all of the subs. 
appreciate Seems it. Seems silly enough. Yeah. I, I, I would fucking <laughs> celebrate him if he just wasn't there anymore. That would be... That, that would just be the... To this podcast. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, for those listening to the show for the first time, I apologize. Don't listen to you. <laughs> don't, don't apologize. This is going to be one of the most five-starred. Again, if you haven't already, hit that five-star. On um, what? What is it? iTunes? iTunes, yes. Leave a five-star review I'm on learning. iTunes. I'm, I'm still learning. Leave a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes. Subscribe on the YouTube. Follow on Twitch. Subscribe on Twitch. And, uh, you know, just uh, be a good person. I don't know. Be good. What? What? Sasha. Put the... <laughs> Ruska just said, put this show out of its misery. <laughs> Dude, when you were talking about, like, your haircut, Yuskin literally pulls over his lunch and is like, nah, I better eat. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't resist my camp up. Food. <laughs> I, I, I like I basically I came home late from work and then I ran so I could shove some more kebab in my face. But then your guys already called me, so I was like, ah, "You told me to call." We yeah, because call. we're already five minutes over, and I'm German, and this fucking God, kills me. It. Thanks for watching, Tactical Crouch. See you guys next time. Yeah.